Hey everyone, welcome to Checking In With Changemakers with Be The Change Media Network. I am so excited to introduce my guest that I have for you today. Before we get started with that, my name is Lily Mott and this is the show where I get to catch up with past guests of Be The Change podcast and it is going to be a very exciting episode. Today I am going to be featuring Zion Virgie and he is a CEO and the founder of For The Menstruator and the Leaders of Today podcast, which is a new venture. Um, so I'm really excited to talk with him about it. Well, not new, new, but new since we last talked. So I'm really excited to talk with him. He was featured all the way back in episode 30 of Be The Change podcast. And we talked all the way back in December of 2020. So it's been a while and I'm really excited to talk with Zion. So I'm going to go ahead and invite him and we'll get started. Perfect. All right. Hello. Welcome. How's it going? How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I didn't realize December 2020, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? Every single time that I tell people, like, the number of the podcast is crazy to me just because this week's 190, which is just, like, insane. And December 2020. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just scary. Crazy, yeah. I know. But I know. It's, it's so nice. Nice to see how like you've been so consistent over the years and like yeah, yeah. just building and I'm super excited to also hear about like the media network as a whole and, and more about that too. Of course, of course. Well, I'm so excited to hear what you're up to because I've been following along with everything. So I'm going to get kind of a behind the scenes look and get your perspective. Um, so let's get started. I'm going to have you do the same thing that you did on the podcast where you did a quick intro of yourself. Tell me a little background on you. Tell me a little bit about your story, and then we'll go deeper from there. But I'd love to get started with that whenever you're ready. Awesome. So uh, my background, um, I'm from East Africa. I was born and raised in Tanzania and then spent my last four years of boarding school um, in Kenya. And that's where I kind of got started in terms of my, I guess, leadership journey. Um, the background is, I'm not going to share the full story. Um, people should go listen to the podcast if you want to know the full story. But um, basically, I, I got dengue fever. Um, and that led to this whole experience where um, I lost three weeks of my life. And eventually, that kind of inspired me to think about what my purpose is. And coincidentally, when I got back to school, I had the opportunity to start my own nonprofit in the menstrual health space. Um, it's been six years since For the Menstruator, and we've managed to, you know, grow and scale to helping over 25,000 people in um, 10 countries around the world. And then I moved to Canada three years ago um, for university, and um, I'm currently in Vancouver in British Columbia. And um, yeah, as, as part of my time here, I'm in business school, and um, in basically early last year, I, I started a podcast that eventually turned out to become this newsletter and now a, a, a full-fledged company where we have multiple things happening. And so I'm super excited to chat about that. And yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited. Let's get started with For the Menstruator. Tell me about that. Tell me about how that's been going kind of how you've managed to continue it. I mean, six years, that's huge. And I remember that was the focus of our episode all the way back in 2020. So tell me about that. Yeah. So for the menstruator, especially over the last couple of years, uh, when I moved to Canada, it's, it was it was quite difficult to 
do a lot of the work that I was doing just because I was so um, kind of focused on the on-ground impact work. And we've we've had a team of like 150 young people from around the world, which which has been super exciting. But um, I think a couple of years ago, I decided to take a step back, um, which was a result of many things. I think when I moved to Canada, one, I felt very burnt out. Um, I'd spent basically from 2017 to uh, end of 2020 mm-hmm. um, on this mission, but didn't realize that um, I was I was giving up something whilst doing that, and and um, the cost of everything that I was doing in terms of how much time I was spending doing all the work was my personal well-being, and so when I moved to Canada, especially it was it was still COVID. Um, it was one really hard to find a sense of community and I felt very disoriented um, just moving to a completely new um, country, right? And so I definitely took a lot of time off um, and it was quite a journey when I moved here. Um, and then eventually I realized that um, I, with for the menstruator work, I felt I was in my comfort zone quite a bit um, and didn't feel as inspired as I was in terms of being on ground and having the impact. Um, and I haven't officially like stepped down, but definitely taken a lot of steps back. So a lot of our work continues on ground. Um, but in terms of my involvement at the moment, it's uh, on a more advisory level mm-hmm. versus being involved in the day to day. But I feel like that's something a lot of people don't talk about. Like, you know, you see, I mean, you've interviewed well, like 100 plus uh, yeah. change makers. <laughs> And I think it's very inspiring, you know, starting at an early age and doing that, doing, having such a big impact, but no one really talks about some of the costs associated with it. And you see a lot of change makers, especially where they're in the phase of that, that I'm in right now, eventually stop their work and, and, and completely go a different uh, direction, right? And it takes, some of them don't even recover from that. And so I think that's a conversation that's important to be had and i think a lot of that also comes from the lack of investment in young people and and the type of work that we do right like mm-hmm. um for a lot of people as inspired as they are by the causes that they work on the reality is subconsciously they are also doing the work for the other types of opportunities that come with it so things like you know having a really good resume to get a scholarship or to get into an ivy league school or whatever um getting all these speaking opportunities you know growing their personal brand but when all of those things get taken out from it um the question really lies if they continue doing their work or not and we've seen so many cases of of different outcomes and so and and what's what's really sad is you get to a point where you're almost graduating from university and you have to kind of think about how am i gonna pay my bills yeah. um yeah. will i do can I afford to go full time on my nonprofit? Um, and and you either see some people, which are very few cases that go full time, others still continue the work, but they do it on a very small kind of level, and then and and end up doing completely random jobs, and and they struggle in that sphere because they spend their whole life working on something completely different. And so, it's been something. It's been it's it's been a interesting journey, but it's also opened up a lot of opportunities for myself um, 
And I feel like these are conversations more people should have when, when we're talking about, you know, being a young change maker and, and trying to make an impact in early age. Yeah, I think that's a very honest conversation. I feel like it's, it's, yeah, I think one that people don't want to talk about because it's kind of the, what do you do when maybe you're not a student anymore? Kind of like you were saying, when all of a sudden that net kind of drops out and you have to figure out how you're going to make money, how you're going to feed yourself, how you're going to pay rent, all of that kind of stuff becomes very real challenges. So I really appreciate you talking about that. I think that's the perfect segue to talk about your podcast and all of the work that you've been doing. Tell me about what that transition was like for you to go from university and then into starting this. Just tell me about that journey because I'm, I'm so intrigued. And this was after we talked, like a good amount after we talked. Yeah. So I'm excited to learn about the yeah. whole story. <laughs> and so it was in my first couple of years, couple of years in university, I, I tried out a bunch of random projects, startup ideas. I'm in business school, so always surrounded by new ideas. And try to build a bunch of like random tech projects like yeah. um but leaders of today what was funny was leaders of today as a podcast was actually an idea that i had during covid mm-hmm. um and i actually filmed uh 10 episodes virtually um got really cool guests edited them but never actually released anything because um i was i had imposter syndrome and i thought no one no one would actually listen to this and um, I think at the time during COVID, everyone had like a podcasting phase. Um, and so I'm like, I, I don't want to be another podcast, you know? Um, so never released that. And then, um, so the idea was always kind of in my head. Um, and then basically in 2022, I got two brand deals on my socials. Um, I did one with LinkedIn and one with um, the skincare brand that was launching a prize for young people. Um, and that was my first time kind of getting paid for creating content. Um, and I'm like, Hey, I just got like $5,000 from these two brand deals. How about I kind of use that money for something I've always wanted to do. Right. And although I was a broke, like college student and I could have really used that money for myself. I was like, got this money from social media. Let's reinvest it. Um, and so. I'm like, I had this podcast idea, but I never, I, I, I would always think that in-person podcasts are super yeah. cool, like having video um, and that element. And so that's when I kind of decided to hire a team. Um, we, I only had the budget to hire this uh, video production company for two weekends. Um, I asked my previous boss um, that I did an internship at, I asked him if I could use his office at the weekend um as as our studio and i'd reached out to 16 people and we recorded four episodes each day uh on two weekends and and that was kind of the launch of of leaders of today and 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 what we um and how we got there yeah yeah that's that's so exciting i love the idea of the in-person podcast too because i feel like the conversations are just so fun to be able to have when you're sitting with someone and you can see them and I, i think that's awesome so tell me about the event that you hosted in Toronto. I think that this is very timely. So I'd love to know more about this. I saw your post. I did a little LinkedIn, yes. Instagram stalking. Tell me about that. So before before I talk about the Toronto event, um, I'll kind of share with you what happened between, between launching the podcast and uh, hosting yeah, this yeah. event. Um, basically, we so did the podcast from um, January 2023 to end of April 2023. 
my hypothesis of investing the money was, hey, if we post consistently for four months, release one episode each week, do socials every day, um, we'll probably get good enough numbers to eventually then go to a sponsor or someone that can fund us to do a second season. Um, and so that was kind of the hypothesis, but end of April came around and I'm like, our numbers are right. You know how long it takes to, you know, scale a podcast. Mm-hmm. You really have to do it consistently for like two to three years to see real numbers. And so, um, at that point I kind of quit. I like in my head, I leaders of today was like, a another one of those projects that I just tried something new and didn't work out. Um, I then moved to Toronto over the summer for um, an incubator I was part of. Um, and I started building another like tech company in the fintech loyalty space to help nonprofits with their fundraising. Um, started doing that, had ups and downs with that. And then in mid-October, whilst I was building that company, I realized um, with, the, with the podcast, we also had a newsletter and um, we had a couple thousand subs on it. Um, and and the reason why we started the newsletter was that young people were telling us that it's so great to you know be inspired by the podcast but how do we actually get started with with our work right mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. and how do we actually implement or or amplify our existing work and so i'm like i had a couple ideas in terms of how to rebuild the newsletter especially growing it on linkedin um and so i just started like testing out a bunch of stuff on the side of my desk and uh we basically went from a couple thousand subs in mid-october to um we hit 10k at the end of november um and and then basically what three weeks four weeks ago we hit 100k on the on the newsletter Mm -hmm. and that journey has kind of been really um inspiring to see especially in terms of the feedback of young people and how the newsletter grew so organically, especially on LinkedIn. Um, and we had all these posts go viral where we'd share opportunities with young people and it just goes to show the need um, and how young people really want um, opportunities and, and, and they feel like there's, there's no access to a lot of things, right? And so we did that um, and we continued to build the newsletter. And then the event is you know kind of part of our overall um goal of building community i think uh leaders of today at the core of it is our goal is to build one of the largest communities of young people around the world and the way i kind of look at it look at leaders of today right now is in uh three c's and a t and so we have our content side um actually i'll go with four c's i i I, (laughs) because that's hard to remember We'll go with four C's. The first C is uh, content. And so under that, we have the newsletter, um, social media, that whole thing. Our second thing is community. Under that, we plan to host a lot of events, um, especially in person, and then eventually maybe have a community platform of some sort. Um, Third C is uh, consulting. And so we have a couple of clients that we're working with. Um, We have a newsletter agency where we try to build other newsletters. And then we also help with strategy for any organizations or brands that want to engage with Gen Z um, and young people. And then our last C is kind of like we're also building some tech. I feel like that that side of me is, is still kind of alive. And, and I think tech just has the power to uh, scale and, and, and do so much good. And so we're also building some tech in the back end um, to get things rolling. That's so exciting.
amazing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So now tell me about the event. How did it go? <laughs> so the event was great. great. Uh, it was in Toronto. Um, we had what seventy five people, um, all young people that are super cool, super inspiring, um, in different spaces. And so we had you know people in the arts, people that were running businesses that have raised millions of dollars. We have, we had change makers that have had so much impact. Public speakers. It was it was just a great kind of space to really connect and have in-depth uh, conversation um, and, and build authentic relationships. So our description for the event, the first line was, this is not a networking event because um, you see a lot of events. It, it One networking event feels so intimidating. There's this weird, like, uh, weird kind of dynamic that goes on. You have the people that have something or have accomplished something and the people that aspire to be like those people and it's super like transactional and intimidating. And so for us, it was like, this is not a networking event. And we really kind of focus on how do we build deep, authentic relationships with each other. And if you look at the stats, Gen Z, we have the lowest scores of social connectedness, um, according to a report last year. And because it's, it's so ironic because we're so connected online and virtually, but, but as connected as we are, virtually we are as disconnected um in person and because our generation also faced covid in such a critical point in our life a lot of us don't even know how to hold a conversation or um go up to someone new right and so for us our focus is really how do we build deeper authentic relationships that can last a lifetime and then the networking component of it once you do that comes kind of comes naturally right um and so that's our goal that, that was our goal with that and um, it was quite a great success, great turnout. Um, and now we're, we're thinking, you know, how do we kind of scale that in different cities, um, in, in different places around the world and, and provide more experiences and spaces for that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I love that idea of it's not a networking event. I think that's so important. And I, I hadn't really thought about it, but that is the perfect way to put it, where there's these people that you're supposed to be talking to who have accomplished something and everybody else is kind of groveling a little bit to talk with them or to exactly. kind of glean some of their wisdom. So I think that's awesome because the videos, it looked like everyone was talking and it seemed like it was so fun. And um, I recognized a couple of people. I've like featured a couple of them. Exactly. Like, that's that's awesome. What a space. That's, that's so cool. So um, tell me about, I, I would just love to kind of pick your brain for a little bit more advice. You've kind of gone through these different projects and you've been so honest about trying different things and maybe things don't work, but you're putting yourself out there. And I think that you would be regretting some of these things if you didn't try them. Um, and do you have any advice for people who may be thinking, wow, I'd love to start this project or, you know, kind of that imposter syndrome, like you were talking about originally with leaders of today um, or yeah. Tell me about that. Just give me some advice if anyone's listening that feels that way and needs to kind of get over that barrier. What advice yeah. do you have for them? Well, first, I don't think like you don't need the advice because you're you're doing it all. <laughs> but for anyone hey, that's hey, listening, I can always use it. I can always use it. <laughs> for, <laughs> always. Anyone, for anyone that's listening that has an idea or a passion or 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 a project that they're working on. Um, or has ideas for a project that they want to work on. I think the way I kind of look at it is, especially if you're a young person, like at this age in our lives, as long as you're in, in school, you have nothing to lose. Um, and even even in your 20s, even once you graduate, like there's, you don't have 
uh, family to pay for. Um, if you're still in school, like you don't have rent to pay for, like, um, and you trying out different, like the feeling of regret is way worse than the feeling of failure. Um, and, and, and you don't, and I've, I've been in both boats of regret and failure and, um, I can definitely attest to that. Like, I, I just think that as part of my university, we have tried different things and you just got to do it. You know, like you don't overthinking, just put it out there. Um, and, and think of like, what does an MVP of your project look like? Um, put it out, get feedback, iterate, and then go through that whole process again and again. Um, and eventually you'll get to what you want. And if anything that comes out of it, you'll just figure out, let's say it doesn't work out, you'll just figure out what you don't want to be doing um, or what you're not necessarily passionate about. And so for me, I've, I've done everything from, you know, I try to host, uh, I try to create tech around like a ticketing uh, events platform, like an event where for university students, um, try this FinTech loyalty platform, iterate and pivot it with that. I've done everything from, you know, drop shipping to like, um the what like when you whatever you say on youtube that says how to make your first million as a 20 year old <laughs> like i've done it all and so i think i think it's important to to just kind of put yourself out there and and it's funny because all the projects that i look back including for the menstruator and some of the other successes like that has all led me to what i'm doing right now time will tell if the years of today becomes a success or not or if it's something i continue to work on long term but um i think it feels like everything i've worked on has, has kind of led me to this point and and i'm super passionate about about this kind of mission and it's so aligned with everything i've i've built over the last six seven years and so yeah just just kind of do it don't overthink it and and you honestly have nothing to lose um at this point um one extra thing i'll also add is i i recently came across so i met um Sahil Bloom last November. I don't know if you know you know Sahil Bloom, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and and my one question to him was like um how do we like what does it mean to have like you know success at an early age like um and how do I kind of deal with that because I always feel that pressure because I did this big thing when I was when I was a teenager and now I have this pressure to keep up with that um and it, it feels overwhelming sometimes right and his response to that was, if anything, don't don't look at it in, in that point of view. Just think of it as like, how do you use that as leverage for whatever the next thing you're working on, right? Um, and be more strategic with it. And and so then I go back home and I do some research on what does leverage actually mean and how do you actually use something as leverage? And I came across this uh, idea of the four C's of leverage by Naval. And the idea is that the four C's are one, um, collaboration. So exactly what you and I are doing right now, mm -hmm. if you collaborate with other mm -hmm. people, you're more likely, uh, you know, to reach towards whatever you're working towards. The second one is code. And so um, we live in a time where everything has a tech component to it with AI and everything that's going on. And so if you know how to code um, or you understand code, like that can already take you to, um, increase your lock surface area and you can use it as leverage. The third one is content. And so you're doing this. Um, I'm trying to do this. Content just increases your lock surface area by so much. 
and um, you you're, you're re, you, re, you can reach people where you couldn't reach before, right? By creating content. And then the last one is capital. And so if you have a, a lot of money to just, you know, throw away, you can get to places way faster. But as a young person, if you don't have capital, the rest of the three can be learned or can be implemented. And so right now I, I've been thinking about with everything that I'm doing right now, I, I think of it in that same kind of perspective and, and how do I use all my previous experiences as leverage to reach whatever my goals are right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you also kind of answered my last question for you, but I'm going to ask if you want to add anything to it. I'm going to ask you the classic question. Lots of young people want to create change, want to make a difference, but they may not know how to get started with that work. What advice do you have for those young people who may be listening, but you gave a great answer already. So is there anything that you want to add? <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing I'd add is, um, so leaders of today, the reason why it's called leaders of today is um, my grade three teacher. So I, when I used to submit my homework late in grade three, um, especially my math homework, my grade three teacher always used to say, I used to be like, hey, I'll submit it tomorrow. And then I'd keep saying that. And she's like, tomorrow never comes. And that kind of stuck with me over the years. And being in the social impact change making space, a lot of people refer to young people as leaders of tomorrow. Um, but applying that concept of tomorrow never comes as young leaders, we're not only leaders of tomorrow, we're also leaders of today. Right. And so if you have an idea, you have a passion, if you have something you want to try out, um, don't wait until tomorrow cause tomorrow never comes and, and start today. Um, and it's, it's very catchy and easy to say, but it's, yeah, you know, it's harder to implement. Um, I think just starting small um and not kind of attaching yourself to big outcome goals like hey i'm gonna reach 10,000 followers on my instagram or hey i'm gonna raise one million dollars or whatever whatever it may be i think attaching yourself towards process kind of goals um such as instead of getting to 10k followers i will post five times a week on instagram mm -hmm. and tiktok mm -hmm. Um, or instead of raising a million dollars, I will talk to a hundred, I'll reach out to hundred VCs, um, and, and, and reach out to 10 every day or whatever it may be. Right. But really thinking in terms of processes versus outcomes, um, and eventually the outcomes will kind of come on its own once you, once you're showing up every day. Right. Um, but the, I can, I can go on all day talking about this stuff. <laughs> yes. but, um, so much advice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's my that's my two cents. Yeah, I feel like it's amazing. I, I was just thinking about all of the quotes and things that you just I feel like you're speaking in sound bites, which I love as a podcaster, you know, that's perfect. <laughs> but there's so many quotes I can pull out of that. I think that you gave great advice. And I actually remember I wanted to put you on the spot here and just compliment you. But um, I remember a LinkedIn post that you did. And you probably don't remember you're so active on LinkedIn, which is awesome. I need to I need to take take a lesson from you with that. But um, you posted something about just that idea of having more specific goals. And I remember you commented on somebody's New Year's resolutions, I think, or something. This is so specific. But I remember being like, that is so brilliant, because you were talking about how you need to make them more focused on what you can do rather than these kind of larger outcomes, you know, instead of like outcome focused yeah. goals, you need to think about the steps that you need to take. I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to compliment you. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time, like, especially, so I never used to set goals um, mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. new year. Um, and this was kind of my first year, like setting goals. And I 
went down this whole rabbit hole of like figuring out what best practices of of doing that are and that was one of the things like just kind of thinking in terms of process and what's in your control and i yeah, feel like yeah. if you if you do everything that's in your control even if you don't achieve the specific outcomes that you want um you're still going to feel like you've accomplished something and in the process you could just kind of learn and grow so much and so yeah that's i know i know exactly what really? you're talking okay. about in terms of the okay. comment the comment that i had um, um but no I, i appreciate that um yeah yeah i think i think it was also just i i saw it and i was like this just makes so much sense and it was kind of a simple concept when you say it like that but i was like why haven't i thought about like doing that for myself why am i making these giant lofty goals when i could just be thinking what can i do today you know that's way more yeah. important so i really appreciate that um and i love the all of the resources that you're putting out i think it's awesome all of these different opportunity sheets and things that you're posting that leads me to my next question what are the best ways for people to connect with you and get involved in all of this work that you're doing yeah so i love for people to just kind of subscribe to the newsletter um once you're on there there's there's a lot of ways that you can get involved in terms of what's best for you but only call to action please subscribe to the newsletter join 100,000 other young people like yourself um and and we really want to build community in person and online and um if there's any way that I can support anyone I love to I love to help add value in in any way um yeah awesome awesome that's great <laughs> i'll put all of the info to contact you in the description cuz this is going to be posted on the be the change podcast feed as well so people can go back and listen to it but thank you so much for coming on this was so fun and i'm so glad that we got to catch up and i'm so excited to follow along with all of this work that you're doing cuz i think our missions are very aligned and i am so excited to support you and just follow along with everything so like, thank you so much likewise, <laughs> likewise yeah thank you for again uh the opportunity um I didn't get to hear a lot about about the new media <laughs> we'll now but we'll have to do another one. Another we'll, catch we'll, up. we'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much and yeah, super excited um and super inspired by you and everything you're working on. I have a lot of respect for people that like are are consistent um and and three like podcasting is so tough. Um and you've seen all the stats of like the number of podcasts that drop after the 10th episode. And so you're doing it for 3 years is just um, and I respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's I think it's exactly what you were talking about with your work though. It's just this passion. I feel like I just I love doing it so much that it's it's not like work. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy doing it. But my issue is that soon I need to figure out how to monetize it a little bit more, but that comes down the line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and hey, we'll chat we'll chat about that. I I Absolutely. I'm sure, absolutely. I'm sure love ideas making. Yeah, that's that's your wheelhouse so i'll reach out awesome <laughs> thank you to everyone who's listening who's watching us um if you have any questions for me email me at lily at be the change podcast.org or reach out to this instagram account be the change media network and tune in to listen to this week's episode of be the change podcast tomorrow but until then be the change you wish to see in the world bye guys and thank you so much again for coming on this is great awesome bye bye